0: Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi everybody, I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me again this week for our recap. A quick thank you to my friend Elizabeth for being so open and honest with her heart, with her walk with God. I knew when I called on Elizabeth that she would be earnest, she would be raw. The thing that I love about her, and I think I mentioned it in uh, the podcast itself, was that she's very real. What you see is what you get. And um, when I reached out to Elizabeth, I said, "You know, I'm." Um, she knew about the podcast and all of that good stuff. And a lot of times, people think I call on you to share your testimony because you've gone through something huge and. You've overcome it and now you're up on top of the mountain and and life is grand. And I don't want that to be the focal point of what we talk about week to week. I truly want it to be a podcast in which anyone in any state, any stage of their walk with God has a platform in order to share how they were able to find their way back home Or even in the struggle still, trying to find their way back home. So with Elizabeth, I talked about, um, and I know we spoke on it briefly in the interview, I said, you know, I want you to share about what keeps you holding on. Because this has been quite a journey for Elizabeth, as you could hear. You know, she's not necessarily out of the woods, but... There's something, some driving force. I love that she used that term a lot that just keeps her holding on. And uh, for those of you who wrote in during the course of this week, that became one of the focal points was that she has driving forces in her life, which we talked about. You know, We kind of highlighted that. But then you have God as a driving force. And sometimes it can be good, and sometimes not so good. And we have to be willing to face that as well. You know, as Christians, we, we like to think that God is a positive driving force in our life only, and definitely that is the intent, but sometimes we can get lost in our understanding of what God should be. And that driving force takes a different turn for us. And that was the thing that I think most people spoke about was that, you know, Elizabeth was able to say, you know what, I was mad. I was mad at God. You know, here he became this driving force in my life. I stepped into the waters of baptism saying, yes, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. Now, she had a misconception Of what that was going to look like her utopia as she spoke about you know that life was going to look a certain way and we have to come face to face and deal with the fact that sometimes we design a life for ourselves and we put god's name on it when it's not god's vision and dream for us he never said your life is going to be fun and beautiful and magical and utopia but yet we put this picture of what christianity looks like together and then we proceed to a walk that's walk down the road and then when there is a hiccup or when things go south they start to go sour we start to go sour on god and that's what you began to hear. I, I love that she was able to voice it so very clearly. You know what, God? Fine. I'm taking my life back. In all of my, what, 30 plus years of walking with God, I'd never heard anyone voice it that way. I felt that way. <laughs> I'm sure many of you have also felt that way. But I'd never actually heard anyone say, God, I am taking my life back. I understand that I gave it to you. It is not going the way that I want it to go. Now I'm angry with you, and so I'm taking it back. And she was very intentional in it. She said, you know what, there were times I know that I just willfully sinned against God. In taking her life back, she went down some dark, dark turns, some steep hills, some roads in which really could have cost her her life. But then uh, what moved me, I don't know if it was the most, there were so many poignant points as we were talking. When I asked her, I think I asked her at this point, what keeps you holding on? And she said, you know what? I don't know if it was that I kept holding on, but God wouldn't let me go. And that, I think, sums it all up. God oftentimes is clinging to us, holding on to us when we are fighting to get out of the grasp, get out of the reach of his hand, and he is saying, I will not let you go. And the fact that she still feels that, she said, I know what it's like to feel, to be standing in the presence of God, and I want that. And he's fighting for me. So who am I to abandon the fight? I don't know who this particular testimony is for, but like I was saying to Elizabeth, someone on the other end is not doing so well. Someone on the other end feels like God has deserted them or abandoned them. And whether they will say it out loud or not, They've taken their life back. And I believe that Elizabeth's testimony really stands as an example, as a shining light, a beacon of hope for those who really don't feel they have much hope left. I have watched my dear friend hang on by a thread at times, but yet she's there. And I know it's easy to dismiss people when you feel like, ah, they're just kind of here. But you know what? There's power in the struggle. There's power in the struggle to finding your way into a solid relationship with God. We all have it. There's not a one of us who have not had to struggle to find our way in our relationship with God. I believe that struggle is meant to be the guiding light for someone. And Elizabeth, I believe, is that for so many of us during the course of this week. God would not let go, and therefore, as long as he's holding on, I'm holding on. You know what was really beautiful about this as well? This all came after the interview, (laughs) and we were able to talk said, this encouraged me. And you don't realize what God is doing until after the fact. When I first reached out to Elizabeth, as you heard in the beginning of the interview, she was like, I don't know if it's going to help anyone. <laughs> and I was convincing her, you know, it will. It's going to help someone. Just trust me. Who knew? That, that someone would be her. By the end of our time together, she said this was so encouraging. I needed to go back and relive. I needed to go back. I needed to speak out loud. What God has done, the hand of God's maneuvering in my life, the hand of God and his presence in my life and it has always been there but having to speak about it reminded her some of you need to simply speak about what God has done in your life we need to stop waiting for some magical moment you may never be asked to share your testimony in a service, you may never be asked to get with someone and just share your life but Some of us need to talk. Even if it's just, God, I'm just going to sit here in my backyard today and share with you my life's journey. You know it, but I need to remember it. I need to remember it because in doing so, I see you again. As we don't need some magical, some huge occurrence. Sometimes we need to sit back and, as the scripture says, do this in remembrance of me. I, you know, I went through and I was studying out how many different times it talks about, it literally says those words, do this in remembrance of me. I was like, God, you, God is a God of remembrance. Go back. Look at the stones of your life that have been overturned by God because He wants you to remember He was there. He's still there and He always will be there. But unless we remember, it's just a passing episode that becomes very faint in our memories. I'm not one for going back and and looking at things in my life and my my family, they laugh at me often. I literally don't remember (laughs) many of the things that I've done in my youth as far as entertainment is concerned. We would literally be sitting at a concert. I know I was sitting at the Hollywood Bowl one time with my husband and I'm looking around going, I've been here before. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, we've come to see a couple of concerts here. I said, no, no, no. I remember being backstage, I remember, And the more and more I talked about it, I remembered my times on stage performing with another performer. But because I seldom think about it, I seldom go back and look at all the work I've done and all that kind of stuff. Then I just forget. It's almost as if it never happened. And I wonder how often we do exactly that with God. He's done some incredible things. He's had you on amazing stages of life. But at this point, it simply has become a faint memory in which every now and then you'll get this twinge of, why does it seem familiar? God wants us to go back and remember what he's done for us. What a waste it would be If everything that you did in your life for your family or for your kids or for your wife or your husband was never, ever acknowledged, recognized, addressed, it was all as if it never happened. It would break your heart. I think at times we live life breaking God's heart. Not because of the acts, the willful acts of sin that we are doing, but because we simply don't stop and remember. And in doing so, saying, Thank you, God, for holding on to me when I let go of you. She said, You know how you can have a ship that drifted out? She said, I paddled out. Some of us, we drifted. Some of us, we paddled. Some of us, we ran and our incredible God swooped down. I love the passage that says he stoops low to make us great. This week, take the time to remember what has God done? Where has he taken you? Where has he shown himself faithful when you were not faithful? He's asking us to pause, look into his face, remember, and smile. Guys, take this time this week to give God the time that he so, so deserve. Not just as a passing fancy, but very intentionally. God, I am gonna stop. I'm gonna spend time with you. I am going to look at the areas of my life where I am angry, I need to bring it to you. Where I am saddened and disappointed, I need to bring it to you. Because you are and you always will be there with me. The hand of God, it is our leading, it is our beckoning, it is our safeguard, safeguard from ourselves and from the world, but you have to grab onto the hand of God. Guys, I love you. I thank you again, Elizabeth, sharing your life, sharing from your valley, where you are, where you've been, sharing that we are truly fragile. We truly are treasures jars of clay. And the slightest little hiccups, the slightest little thing can take us off course. But God says, I am a God who anchors. I am a God who redirects. I just need you to grab my hand. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that you are and all that you continue to do. This week, as in every week, we are going to all be on the lookout for your incredible hand in our lives. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guest this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.